0: Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go.
1: Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host today, Katie Priest, and I'm here with Chris Mead. Chris, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and what you do.
2: Of course. I'm the founder of CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball game. Uh, so literally it's two volleyball nets that intersect we've created a brand new game a brand new sport game to 11 win by two spike slam the ball down try to like eliminate your friends and it's just going everywhere so really really cool to see how much growth we've had in three years uh, and starting to expand nationwide into a ton of your favorite retail stores
1: wow I mean that's like really cool um why did you get into that like what's the reason you decided to like take volleyball and like make it your own
2: Yeah, I never grew up playing volleyball at all. None of the founders did either. And uh, (laughs) we simply had a cool idea one night and we thought, had anybody made a four-way volleyball net? And we Googled it. It was too good to be true. We assumed it was going to be those moments of like, oh man, there's already 30,000 businesses doing this. Right. There wasn't one. Um, And we're like, why not us? So the next day we went to Walmart. We got badminton nets, rigged them up together texted all our friends. We're like, yo, show up at the house at two o'clock. We're going to play. And that was it. That was all the proof of concept we ever needed.
1: So, I mean, that's like really cool. So, you know, every entrepreneur has this like moment where you're like, okay, for you specifically, right? One night you guys are like, is there a four-way volleyball net?" The next day you rig it up together and then somewhere down the line, you have a business. What was that moment for you? You were like, wow, this is really something that we were thinking about one night. And now it's like my actual business. And this is what I do.
2: Yeah, fortunately for us, our our co-founder Mike, he went to engineer school, so he was an engineer. Um, So normally, you get into that point when you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you have an idea. Either a have to source it out to have somebody create for you because you don't know the technical, like the, the the framework of it. Or if you want to build an app, you're probably not smart enough or don't know how to build an app, so you have somebody else. So that's where money is like invested right away. For us, all we had to do was hit up our best friend, who was part of the company, to just go onto his laptop and start. Drawing something up. So from there we reached out to China, we found some uh, warehouse like manufacturing places that were interested in taking on the project. Wanted to keep it hush hush because we certainly didn't want somebody else stealing our product before we even got it out there. Uh, Found one that we really trusted and vibed with and we literally pulled out our 401ks and all the money in our bank account and quit our jobs and said, let's just take a chance. If not, we could always go back to our real jobs.
1: Right, and um, what was that like? Risk, like you know, to take out your four hundred and one k, to take out all your savings, like that had to be like a really kind of almost scary decision.
2: Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I was working uh, as a sales executive at Uber, so I was working at the Uber headquarters in New York City. Uh, I helped launch Uber Eats in Boston and Rhode Island, so I was making a gr- great living, making well over six figures, like pretty happy. Uh, but essentially, it came down to 45 minute commute on the train each way, cold calling, getting denied all day long. It's like, how long are you going to do that? And I was 24 at the time. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing this till I'm 50 or 60 years old. Like I can't keep doing this. So we had this cool idea for the four way net and we said, why not? We were all college educated. Uh, my brother was still in college at the time. We're like, we could always go back to our normal nine to five. If this doesn't work out, let's save enough money for, to live for six months or so. and yeah, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We'll, we'll go back, but we'll be fine for six months or so. And thank God it just kind of took off.
1: Wow. Um, you know, this was, you said you started three years ago, you know, and it kind of started as like, I'm assuming like as fun, just kind of like joshing around like, Hey, what was this going to be like? You know, you're three years down the road. What motivates you to keep doing this every day?
2: Yeah. I mean, right now I'm working with partnerships with Dick Sporting Goods, uh, a ton of different retailers. So we're, we're in Dick Sporting Goods right now, Academy, but it's, uh, it's august right now and i'm talking about spring 21 of next year already planning inventory for the store so like that's motivation in itself like having meetings with buyers who three years ago would never even respond back to my emails and now i'm talking to them once a week about how does my products fit on the shelf and in what location on the shelf like it's crazy so yeah more than enough motivation
1: Right, that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing yeah. to be like, wow, we were literally talking about this. And now like I'm talking to Dick Sporting Goods about where can my product fit on your shelves? Like, that's really cool. And we're talking about these really amazing moments, but obviously there were some hard moments and some challenging moments. And what were some of those for you when growing this business? And how did you guys kind of overcome that?
2: Yeah, well, we, uh, we bootstrapped the whole thing ourselves. So we never took outside investment. Uh, and that was definitely tough because there's times where, we could have definitely gave away equity or went to a bank and had a terrible interest rate as just a bunch of young kids. Um, so we we had to like kind of swallow our pride there. We'd be selling a lot of nets, but we wouldn't be paying ourselves. We didn't pay ourselves for over 18 months. We didn't get a single dollar. So I'd be like hustling on Upwork, like making me and my girlfriend had a little side project, like a little agency. <laughs> and we were just like building CrossNet and building websites for random strangers online to like pay the rent. So. Oh yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. All the other guys had to do something similar, and uh, and now it's the, our biggest issue is finding enough cash to plan ahead for all the inventory. Because it's one thing to buy inventory to sell tomorrow, but it's forecasting for spring of twenty one or Black Friday that's coming up. And with COVID, there's no there's no playbook for this. Nobody knows what's going to go on, so we try to be ahead, but how ahead can you actually be?
1: Right, especially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this year has taught us that you can plan as much as you want and it still won't go anywhere near what you thought it was going to be in growing your business. And I'm, I want to clarify with you, this is your first business, correct?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, I've had like little entrepreneur side hustles, but this is the first one that I'm on a podcast talking about.
1: (laughs) Okay. So in this being kind of one of your like first really like gung ho businesses, um, Were there any like teaching moments in this? I mean, you know, we're talking about engineering, manufacturing, getting it out to distributors like this. There's so much in this process. Were there any like kind of teaching moments in
2: that? Oh, yeah. I mean, this episode won't be long enough to go through all that. But essentially, like one of the biggest things for us was being smarter about packaging. So don't buy packaging when you're first launching a product. Don't buy too much packaging just because of a price savings. Never I mean, price savings are great. But if it means buying 50,000 of something instead of 1000, like, be smart. It's not worth the 20 extra cents because you didn't need the boxes in the first place. And things always change. Products change, descriptions change, ingredients change. So be smart about that. Um, Little things like the brown box that you ship out to UPS that you put your product inside, get that from China too, or get that from wherever you're outsourcing. It's going to be cheaper overseas than it is here. So you'll pay a premium domestically than you would internationally. As much as you want to support American business, like if it's going to be 35% cheaper in China, you should probably do that for your business. So um, little things like that, Uh, just outsourcing stuff. Don't bring on full-time hires when you can't afford them. Don't bring on full-time hires if they're just going to sit there. Uh, Use freelancers a couple hours a day instead of eight hours salary, like all little things like that.
1: Great. Yeah. I mean, those are all kind of like hard lessons to learn. Um, You know, you just mentioned like, 2020 COVID-19 has really affected a lot of businesses in a way that's like kind of very interesting and some really do adapt. How has the past year been for you growth-wise and is there anything you would have redone in this past year?
2: Uh, Redone would have been I guess have more inventory. We had inventory for about two or three months but uh, we sold through about two or three months of inventory in about seven days.
1: Oh my god I mean congratulations. I mean that's cool.
2: Good problems to have. We're having all different problems that I didn't even know existed, but uh, just trying to keep the supply chain alive. We pretty much since COVID started, we've sold 500% more than we ever expected every day for the last however many months COVID has been going on for now. So it's like a week or two of crazy sales is amazing. And you're like, yeah, we're making a ton of money but then it's like reality hits like oh we're actually out of product and it takes 90 or 60 days or whatever many days it takes to get the product to america so how do you deal with that so those are the problems we're dealing right now which are really fun we're uh, proud to announce we're back in stock on our website finally <laughs> we're shipping within 48 hours uh, we're landing over 30,000 cu- units to the country every single month wow. so yeah it's uh, it's really cool to see how, how much it's scaled so quickly
1: I mean, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's really cool to see that it's grown that much. And I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like a double. Ed- it's not like a double-edged sword, but it's ironic. Like, you know, everyone's stuck at home, so now my, now my like sport business, where like you can play this game at home, takes off because that's where everyone's at.
2: Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse for sure. Uh, but it's oh. it's cool to see how. Uh, I mean, just for myself, my little balcony out here in Miami. Like when I get outside for thirty minutes or an hour, like that's the best 30 minutes of my day and that's what what families are kind of experiencing with CrossNet. so they have the net right. set side, they get off of their their zoom calls or their phone and they could just go and have fun so it's really cool that we're able to do that for people
1: i know that's like really cool like that's kind of like a added benefit of providing this like really cool invention is like this like outside time for people when we really didn't realize that that's what we needed yeah so you say you said that you've been around for three years where do you see yourself in the next like say five to 10 years.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, for the business, uh, Yeah, we're, we're in over 2000, give or take retail stores right now. So would like to be in way more. So continue to do that. I think uh, being in every retail store that kind of stays alive with COVID uh, would be great. I think walking through the sport, a good section, uh, you should expect to see Crossnet, And you shouldn't in five years, I want everybody just to be familiar with it um, from a sports uh, perspective. <laughs> I definitely see ourselves right now. We're in well over 7,500 schools across the country where people are learning how to play cross net volleyball, like learning how to play volleyball on a cross net. So, becoming a staple in a physical education classroom is absolutely the goal. Cool. Um, and it's to a staple. I mean, like you just expect to play volleyball on a cross net, not like oh, my teacher got this product off Instagram. Let's try to use it. Like this right. is a recreational tool where people learn how to play volleyball. So that's that's really my uh my main objectives
1: right almost like how we all talk about like yeah remember when we like handball or whatever it's gonna be like yeah remember how we played cross net in school like it's Mm. that it's a household name it's a fond memory for people I think that's really cool so you mentioned earlier that you're already forecasting for spring 2021 what does success look like for you in 2021 and what are your goals
2: so that's a good question. We, we really haven't forecasted 2021 yet. We're, we're starting to work on it. I can tell you that we went from a six-figure company in 2018 to a seven-figure company in 2019 to an eight-figure company in 2020. So um, definitely riding that momentum, which is amazing. So 2021, uh, just probably 2 to 3x our retail relationships. E-commerce is still going to be crazy and only going to get crazier. And the biggest thing for us is international expansion. There's so many people interested in playing in in uh, Canada, in Australia, United Kingdom. So creating distribution centers out there and just volleyball so popular everywhere. In America, it's not even one of the top five most popular sports. But in other countries, it's like it's their game. So getting to those countries quick uh, is really important.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool and amazing. Um have you like developed any processes that have really helped grow your business throughout the years or grown your reach?
2: Um, processes? No. Uh, I think mindset. Yes. Spend every dollar. Like it's your own dollar. When you start spending money thinking, cause Oh, it's just from the company bank account. That's when you kind of start screwing up and started wasting cash. Uh, and then also learning to outsource stuff that you're spending too much time on as a founder or even a uh, the higher, higher up person. If you're spending two, three hours a day on the same tasks over and over again, and you have the financial freedom to go hire somebody else to do those tasks so you could start working on more important stuff. That's when you can actually grow instead of being stuck, bogged down on the same stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree with you. So we're actually nearing the end of our interview, um, which is crazy. They go by really quick and it's been really great to hear about CrossNet and your guys' story and how you've grown. So my question is, is how can our listeners in our community help you reach those goals that you mentioned in 2021?
2: Very cool. Buy a CrossNet, right? Support Support a small business. Go to crossnetgame.com and check it out. Get a four-way volleyball net. Tell a friend if you're not into volleyball or just not into having fun on the beach, I guess. But uh, if you're an entrepreneur, just start. You never know what the hell is going to happen. I never thought I'd be on one podcast, let alone hundreds of podcasts. Like You never know what you're going to do when you have a good idea.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Chris. It was wonderful talking to you about your business today. Um, as you mentioned, we can find you at crossnetgame.com. Yep. And then where else can we find you on social media?
2: Uh Crossnet Game at Crossnet Game on Everything. And you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always talking on there. So Chris Meet on LinkedIn.
1: Awesome. Thank you again, Chris. It was wonderful chatting with you about your business today and having you on.
2: Thanks so much. Have a good one.
0: Much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leverage to scale.com forward slash guest.